Want to know how to take your home from lacklustre to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! Hi, it's Lauren here. And I'm Scott Keenan. In this episode, Lauren takes you inside a total makeover project in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Lauren, this was one of your first clients, but people have all sorts of reasons for wanting to work with an interior stylist. What are the top three? Well, the first reason is that people are time poor. They just don't have time to do it. Uh, The second reason is that people know what they like, but they don't know how to pull it all together or where to shop for it. The final reason that people come to me as a stylist is that they're just worried about making the wrong decisions. They, they don't have the confidence to go out there and do it themselves. Now, these things rang true for your client from Bondi, who you caught up with to look back at where it all started and how you brought to life her breezy Bondi beach pad. Subscribe for exclusive perks and insider tips at finditstyleit.com.au. Today, we have an extra special guest on the podcast. It's one of my clients, Kathleen Forster. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Now, I'll come clean from the get-go that we've known each other for a very long time. Yes, it has been a long time. We've been friends for more than 15 years now, and we haven't aged today, though, have we? No, we look exactly the same as the day we met. We do. (laughs) Now, the reason I've got you in today is to talk about um, the work that we've done together over the last few years. So we first worked together um, probably about three or four years ago on a rental property that you were living in in Bondi. Yeah, that's right. I had um, this old apartment with this pink and white flowery wallpaper and I'd absolutely no idea how to to buy furniture and and homewares. So yes, I got you in to help me. Yeah, well that was great fun and I think that led us on to our next project together which was um, for an apartment that you bought in Bondi and that was a beautiful old building as well and we've done a lot of work together to uh, to create those spaces, haven't we? Yes, I love I love my home now. It has taken a long time and a lot of hard work to get there, but it's a beautiful space. Find it style it. Okay, well, why don't we start by um, just you telling me a bit about the apartment. I don't know a lot about the search that you undertook to, to find it. So, you know, how did you find it and how long did it take you to find it? It took me about six months to find. So there was a lot of Saturday mornings spent at open houses, trawling through realestate.com and domain.com. And yeah, I mean, it was I had probably two attempts or two offers on other places that that weren't successful. So this was my, uh, I guess, third strike. And um, yeah, I found it on the internet. I went and had a look and based on my experience that I'd had, I knew that it was the style that I wanted. So I put an offer in and luckily that was accepted within a few days. What were you actually looking for in a home? So I was looking for a two bedroom apartment um, that I could live in. And because I have a lot of uh, visitors, I really wanted that second room so that I could have um, family come and stay. Uh, It was really important for me to have uh, lots of natural light. You know, the apartment I was living in at the time was very dark. So I sort of knew how important that was to me. Um, and I just wanted somewhere nice and cozy that I could yeah, call my own. So you mentioned natural light. What else was it about the apartment when you walked in that you really loved and you thought, wow, I could, I could live here? One thing I really loved is it was the older Art Deco style red brick 
apartment block, which I think you see a lot of, particularly in the eastern suburbs. So from um, the research I'd done, I'd sort of decided that that's a style that I really like. One thing that was really important to me was also a balcony. Uh, That can be quite scarce as well. It can. Particularly in Bondi um, with the older style buildings. So my balcony is very, very, very small, but I can still get a table and chair out there. It's big enough for a wine glass and cheese platter caps. (laughs) Exactly. You're on the right track. Well, I think from my perspective, one of the things I really loved about your apartment when I when I saw it before we did any of the work was just some of the beautiful Art Deco features. I loved um, the ceiling cornices. They're so particular to that era. Um, they're quite geometric. They're such a gorgeous feature and I'm so glad that you've been able to keep those in the apartment. And also the circular features, your little fireplace that has a nice circular front to it and your balcony also has that curved um, kind of feeling too. I think they're just true Art Deco features that it's been so great that you've been able to keep. Yeah, I mean, that was one, uh, I guess, key decision I made was trying to keep as much of the old features as I could, but then also trying to bring in a little bit of a modern feel. I know it looks gorgeous now, but when you first walked in, you would have seen that there was some work to be done Did you feel daunted by that? Oh, definitely. Hugely daunted. I think one key thing for me as well in my apartment is that I wanted to be able to have a six-person dining table. So I knew with this apartment um, that to get that, I needed to take a wall out. Yeah. So that was a really big job. Can you talk us through that? Because that sort of happened before I got too involved on the on the styling and decorating side of things. And I know you worked with a, a builder to make that happen. So we'd have a fresh slate to, to work from. So how was that process? Yeah, definitely very challenging. I often liken it to renovations to exercise. It's tough while you're doing it, but you feel great afterwards. (laughs) And um, the whole process felt exactly like that. You'd wake up in the mornings at 7am thinking, oh, which tradesperson am I meeting today? Are they going to turn up? I mean, I think to the thought of knocking a wall out in a building um, of that that age, of that age where you've just purchased and you you want to try and build good relationships with the other people in the building. Um, yeah, it's it's very very nerve wracking, but it is quite common. It's um, something that is done, you know, all the time, particularly in these older buildings. So you've just sort of got to get in there, find a builder that you trust. Honestly, it's about just taking that first step, and the minute you start doing that, the rest just sort of uh, rolls. Yeah, and I think finding those, uh, you know tradespeople that you can really trust is like the key thing. But what other are there any other tips that you'd offer to our listeners, you know, things that you notice went right or wrong along the way? And I think one thing I would do differently is I would get a builder who would look after the whole process. Um, I ended up getting one builder to take the wall out. Um, he then referred me to the plasterer, to the painter, but it was really up to me to project manage everyone else and get them in. I think if you're working full time, it's easier just to have one point of contact and, you know, they can then deal with all of the other tradespeople yeah, that come in. That's a great tip. I became more heavily involved at that point as a stylist and a decorator. I know we're mates, but why why did you need help from a professional stylist? I just felt I needed someone who had experience, had the know-how so that I ended up with a final product that I loved and felt um, cohesive. Yeah, and I think part of it for you and for other people like you is just being time poor. The way we work together is that I created mood boards for you. I, I sourced items that I thought you'd, you'd like and put them all together for you so that you could see them all together. And it was at that point that we went out shopping and, and made purchases. So you felt like you 
knew a bit what you were getting before we actually went ahead and did it. Yeah, I think the benefit was just being given that direction because, you know, you can walk into a the super centre and there's so much to choose from, so many styles and colours. And yeah, I think once you've been given that direction, then you know, okay, I'll go and I'll go and look at that area and I need to pick this sort of colour cushion. So yeah. I think that was one of the major benefits. Yeah. The thing I remember is that I actually created two different looks for you that were that were quite different. Um so one of the looks was um, quite moody and lots of like greys and lavender and green and stuff like that. And then the other look was quite breezy, kind of Bondi, colourful. Um, and I thought you'd go for the the first one, but you actually went for the more relaxed kind of Bondi look. And I'm yeah. I'm really glad that that you did. Now, what was it that you were drawn to when you saw that look? I think it was the bright colours and Bondi Beach apartment, you sort of want to go for that beachy, breezy look. So I think it was definitely the bright colours and knowing that there'd be lots of natural light coming into the apartment just to yeah, keep it that fresh feeling. Once we decided on that, we really carried that look very well throughout the whole apartment. So lots of fresh white, which is complemented by all the natural light, lots of timber um, in different shades and just those splashes of bright colour that sort of bring it all to life. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that shortly. So I thought a, a good thing for us to do now, Kath, might be to go room by room in your house and just talk our listeners through the different choices that we made and why we made them. That sounds great. So if uh, our listeners would like to have a look at any photos that uh, we took of this gorgeous Bondi project, you can find them on the website at finditstyleit.com.au forward slash projects. Follow us on your socials. Search Find It Style It. So let's start with the kitchen because that was, once the wall was knocked out, that was the obvious place to start because well, you needed somewhere to cook, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. We worked together to pick all the, the finishes and the colours, but the kitchen itself was actually um, built and installed by Freedom Kitchens, wasn't it? I actually had a really great experience with them. I think having the kitchen designer come out to your home and sort of give you an idea of what the space will look like once it's all finished. It just really helps you visualise what it's going to look like, so helps you then make those final decisions of what you want. And then the installation process was very... Um, just very well organized. The people, you know, the right person came on the right day. You know, you sort of need to to factor in electricians, plumbers, the kitchen installer. Um, yeah, so I think that and the the bench, the people who come and fit the, the bench benches tops. as well. Yeah. Um, so I actually found the whole experience really good. I still remember that day coming to the apartment before any work had been done, and and the guy from Freedom Kitchens was there, and we all sat down on the floor and we played around with the design of it and where where cupboards were going to go and where the oven was going to go and the fridge, and that was quite a useful process wasn't it because you could see it all on screen how it was going to look and then it was up to us to pick. Yeah it really really helped um, with those decisions. Well the fun part for me then started after we'd come up with a design and that was choosing what the kitchen was actually going to look like. So what we ended up going for was uh, cabinetry in sort of very pure um, satin white, so not too shiny, not too matte, um, and that sort of minimises a lot of fingerprints and things like that. Have, have you find, found that's the case? Uh, it was interesting going into it. I thought I would choose things with a bit more colour, but the foundations were all very white, which I love because it means you can add splashes of colour elsewhere. So exactly. things like my, you know, the toaster and the kettle, I've um, introduced some colour there. So I, um, yeah, I've been really happy with those. And they're things that you can then change up more easily than, exactly. you know, than a kitchen, which is such a big ticket item. Mm, that's yeah. right. So the next thing we chose was the colour of the bench tops. Um, so your bench tops are Caesar stone yes. and the colour is called clamshell. 
And we sort of looked at a few different options there, didn't we? Yeah. But we kept coming back to clamshell. Yeah. I'm, what I must, was it? I must admit the stone tops was one thing I did agonise over for a while. I um, pushed hard for clamshell, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, I think we went to the Caesar Stone uh, store in Alexandria probably like three or four times <laughs> before the final decision was made. And I think, yeah, the clamshell, it kept standing out because it was – you know, just a nice grey, sort of had a slightly, I don't know if you'd call it speckly, marbly, mottled, yeah. mottled type look. It was adding a bit of colour but still staying quite neutral. Well, that's what I liked about it too. And for you, I didn't want to go with something that, that everybody else had and clamshell was quite a new colour at that stage and I just loved the fact that it had those warm greys but it had quite a lot of white in it as well. So it just added a bit of depth for you without being too harsh on the eye. I think it was the perfect choice. Yes. No, I've been really happy with that choice. Excellent. So then came the task of picking the tiles for your splashback. Yes. That was another journey altogether, wasn't it? Yes, and it was something that I didn't do at the time of the kitchen. I did wait a little while. That's so I had a common. nice piece of concrete uh, there for probably the first two or three months. But yeah, because I think too, I felt that that was maybe the bit of creativity I could add to the kitchen. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I just, I did ponder on it for a very long time. Yeah. And look, a lot of people do that because sometimes you like to live with your kitchen for a little while and see, it can be quite hard. You're picking cabinetry and benchtop choices off smaller swatches. They're not necessarily in your space. So sometimes you want to live with it and see how the light affects it before you go off and make a tile choice. We went off to De Lorenzo Tiles in Redfern and God, there were some beautiful tiles there, weren't there? Yeah, really beautiful. I think the first ones you might have picked were were a little bit out of the budget that (laughs) we set for the project. (laughs) Budget's always, you know, a very important consideration. Yeah, that's Um, right. So I think I suggested the the hexagonal look for you, um, which was on trend at the time and is still very much on trend. What was it about that style that you liked? Yeah, I think it was just a bit different, different to just your normal rectangular or square tile. Um, And then the fact that you could add a little bit of colour in through the grouting just made it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, so we ended up going for sort of a mid-grey grout, which just really perfectly shows the outline, you know, the shape of the hexagonal tile. And also it makes it easy to clean, doesn't it? Yeah, the grout does so The white grout doesn't get dirty. (laughs) That's a big tip for anyone out there who uh, doesn't like scrubbing the tiles at the back of their kitchen. Uh, Go for a coloured grout. It'll make your life easier. (laughs) Find out what's trending. Search Find It Style It on your socials. So one of our first um, tasks for our shopping trip when we, when we came to actually furnishing the house was to find you that six-seater dining table and chairs, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Yeah, such an important thing for me because the place I had been living in, there wasn't enough space for a dining room table. So it was sort of, I guess, my prize. Um, prize piece. Yeah, prize piece, that six-person dining room table. Yeah, you, you love entertaining, don't you? I do. That's what I just really wanted to be in a place where I felt I could have four or five friends over for dinner. Yeah. Perfect. And I think the thing that we really wanted to find and that I thought was important was to have some nice contrast against the the lighter tones in the kitchen. So what we ended up finding was this beautiful Indian rosewood um, dining package uh, at Oz Design Furniture. And it's got some really just really simple lines, but the grain in the wood, I think, is what, you know, is, is the beautiful part of it and contrasts against the kitchen. Have you had dinner parties every weekend? I haven't had dinner parties every weekend. I'd be exhausted, I think, if I was doing that. But I have entertained quite a few times. I love the table. It also acts as a, you know, because it is quite a small space, it acts as a 
a kitchen island as well, I guess. Exactly. So if I'm cooking, it's another place to, to put bits to and prep. pieces on. So I love it. And it's honestly the first thing that people comment on when they come to the apartment is how great the dining it's gorgeous. room table is. Yeah. And I know one of the things you were concerned about was mixing timber in the apartment. For a bit of background, we went for flooring that was these gorgeous um, blackwood um, timber floorboards, which have quite a rosy um, pink kind of hue to them. Then we've got other little touches of oak here and there as well. So, you know, your question to me was, can I do this? I guess I'd come from the understanding that everything needed to match. And so I was concerned if if I'm going to have lighter floorboards, can I have a darker table? My answer to that was absolutely. I think when people try to match the timbers in their home so that the flooring matches the legs on the dining table, matches the occasional chair, you come unstuck because there's no way you're ever going to match timbers and it ends up looking really contrived, like you tried really hard to do it and you still haven't been able to do it. So I think having that bit of contrast actually looks far more natural and it just works perfectly in your apartment and I'm, I'm so glad we we chose those different pieces. It looks far more eclectic, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely love the contrast between the light floors and the darker dining room table. So I think, yeah, it was a great choice. Okay. Well, let's move on to the living room, a place where you can sit down and relax at the end of your long working day and watch a bit of telly or read a book. Light um, some candles. Light some candles. I know you love a candle. What what were the key things that you needed to have in your living room? I think the main thing was just to feel space, not to feel too cluttered. Um, it, it was a small space and even with the wall being removed, it, it still wasn't a huge area. So it was just making sure that you could, you know, the key things that you want, like a nice couch, TV stand, and just some, some nice little tables. And I really think the star of the show in the living room and perhaps even the whole apartment for me is that beautiful Kirsten Jackson artwork. Yes. Artwork is such a personal choice and we ended up designing the living room around that artwork, but you actually found that yourself or something like that while you're on holidays, didn't you? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I must admit the artwork I did agonise over once again because it's the, I guess, the piece of creativity you can add to the room and then it does drive the rest of your colour choices. Um, so I, I mean, I spent a long time flipping through websites, um, looking at art, art shops, um, just really unsure about what I should choose. I saw a Kirsten Jackson painting in, uh, in Byron Bay and I basically went back to it about four or five times because there was something about it that I just really loved. It was the, the colours that I liked and I kept, um, I kept asking my brother and his girlfriend, should I buy it? Should I buy it? And I didn't end up buying that piece of artwork, but I did um, end up coming back to Sydney and uh, seeing that she was uh, working with one of the galleries in Sydney. And I, um, yeah, spoke to them about getting a piece made. That's exciting. So you had a piece commissioned personally yeah. for you that was to your exact sort of specifications. That's right. Yeah, it was quite exciting. And yeah, it's nice to know that you've got a unique piece of artwork that's just for you in your apartment. As a stylist, it's one of the hardest parts of my job is picking artworks for other people and it's so nice when a client wants to be involved and is you know happy to go off and find some things that really speak to them because it's it's so personal and what I think works in the space there are many artworks that would probably work in the space is not necessarily what you would choose for yourself to have something commissioned that must have been super exciting yeah it was it was um also a bit nerve-wracking because you it's um, a lot of money if it goes wrong exactly so you don't really get to see the product before you buy it but at the same time it's it was a collaborative process where um you know Kirsten spoke to me about and I sort of gave her examples of 
other bits of her work that I um, liked. So she came up with something um, that she knew would suit my tastes and there was room in there for, to change slightly if there were things that I didn't like. So, so why do you love it? What is it about this artwork that you love? I think it's just all the bright, fresh colours, you know, we sort of already said how that was I wanted this fresh beachy Bondi apartment and I think that all of the colours in the painting sort of just really highlight that and it gives you me a lot of room as well to pick then different homewares to complement it and I feel like, you know, I can probably change that over and over again and there's enough in the painting for it to match too. Yeah, and that's exactly what we did. We we used that artwork as inspiration then for the other pieces that we put into the apartment and we wanted to let that artwork really shine and not be taken away from from the other things that we picked. So the sofa that we chose and the occasional chair were both from a store in Surrey Hills called Project 82. Yes. Um, sofa was also um, sort of a commissioned piece. Um, so we had that made custom, especially for you to fit the space. And so I think that was the perfect way to go about it to make sure that it, it did fit in your space because I know that was one of your concerns that things would look too cramped in a smaller living space. So we ended up picking um, a linen poly blend, uh, light grey beige fabric um, that fit in with our breezy Bondi theme. How have you found that? Has it stayed comfy? Has the fabric worn well? Are you still enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, it was a great addition to the lounge room. So spend a lot of time on it in the evenings. Um, really comfortable. Yeah, I think it was the perfect choice. Yeah, and I think when you're picking a sofa, you have to have that balance between form and function. So it needs to look good because it's one of the first things that people see when they walk in the room, but you know, you've got to sit on it. So it's got to feel comfortable to you. Some couches and sofas can be quite heavy. It definitely had that sort of Scandinavian um, lighter. Yeah, we picked something that was risen up off the floor a little bit too. So that keeps that sort of light and breezy feeling happening too. So we covered off some of the big ticket items that we bought. We got the artwork and we got the sofa. And next on the list were some of the soft furnishings like cushions and candles and mirrors. How did you find the shopping experience for those? Oh, I think uh, after such a, a long process of your structural changes and the big purchases, doing those last finishing touches, like that's the fun bit. That's the bit where you get all the hard work's done and now you get to have, have a bit of yeah, fun. Yeah, that's the bit I love too. <laughs> yeah. I think we ended up picking things that really um, pulled out some of the colours in the artwork, didn't we? That's right. So definitely lots of colourful cushions. Yeah. So I think we ended up picking some things that had uh, like a sort of a denim colour um, linens yes. and a uh, little bit of neutral fabrics with hot pink and some jade green so it really just tied together nicely with the artwork and um, the lovely shaggy rug that we picked it all came together beautifully in the end and I'm so happy that you're happy find it style it so the final piece of the puzzle that we're going to talk about today Kathy is your bathroom now I'd really love for you to describe to our listeners what state the bathroom was in before the renovation when I bought the apartment I don't think it would have been renovated for probably a good 30, 40 years. Possibly more. So the bathroom was that typical old style, small brown tiles. Bath that needed replacing desperately. Yeah. So No um, storage. Yeah, absolutely no storage, just a a tiny little cubbyhole. So the one thing we're failing to mention at this point is the size of the bathroom. It was possibly the most, I'll say petite because that's the nice way to say it, the most petite bathroom I'd ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's about... 1.5 1.5 metres wide and 2 metres meters long at most. Yeah, it's a very, very small space. It's like it's a powder room size basically, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, it'd be smaller than a lot of people's en suites. <laughs> yeah. Now at this point, so we're starting the renovation, we're talking about starting to talk about finishes and design and going and getting some ideas at different bathroom places. You dropped a bombshell on me about something that you 
were just adamant had to be included. What was that? The important must have for me was a bath. I love having a bath at the end of a stressful day. Um, I just love coming home and turning the water on and having a bubble bath with a glass of wine. And I think my response to that, and only because I know you so well, is, are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I did like that everyone when I spoke about my bathroom and how small they knew it was, they everyone suggested, oh, have you thought of just having a shower? The answer to me was no, I have to have a bath. <laughs> and the thing was, there was actually an existing bath with a shower over the top of it in there. But like we said, the bathroom was probably 40, 50 years old and proportions have changed significantly in, in bathroom fixtures and fittings since that time. So I was having a real brain teaser of a time. I had my notepad out and my sketch tools and I'm thinking, how am I going to make this work? Like, Where on earth are we going to find a bath that is going to fit in this space that you could move around in? But we did it, didn't we? Yes, we did. We found a great bath. And I'm hoping there's been baths just about every night since we've done that. (laughs) There has been a lot. (laughs) So I think the the key thing that we did in this space in order to fit in all the things that you needed to fit in, which was a bath with a shower over the top, obviously a toilet, a vanity with storage. The key thing we did was we kept it really simple with the finishes, didn't we? That's right. So it uh, picked beautiful, big um, matte finished tiles. Yeah, white tiles for the walls. And then the floor tiles, we didn't get our first choice, did we? But it's actually turned out, I think, better than we'd originally planned. Yeah, that's right. So a nice polished concrete looking tile. Yeah, so the the original tile that we wanted to pick had had a far more sort of grey kind of tone to it. A lot darker. And it was a lot darker. And one tip for everybody to know is that tiles, flooring, carpet, it all tends to look a lot lighter on the floor than it does on the wall in the shop. So you've got to bear that in mind when when you're picking your tiles. But yeah, it turned out that tile wasn't available and so we had to go for another option, which was sort of, like you said, a more polished concrete, sandy grey kind of feeling to it, which I think now, in hindsight, just works so perfectly with the whole breezy Bondi feeling that we were going for. Yeah, I think it definitely, when you walk in, you feel that there is a bit of space there because of that neutral, those neutral tiles. Yeah, and so with the vanity, storage was important, wasn't it? That's right. I mean, I had been living in a bathroom for a little while. With and you're a woman. No, you look no after storage. yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it was important that I had at least a, a reasonable sized vanity. Yeah, so what we had to do is try and find um, the most slimline vanity that we could to give you maximum room between the bath and the vanity didn't we? That's right, because I think there's only about a 30 or 40 centimetre space between Lucky the vanity or little. <laughs> and the, the edge of the bath. I think it still worked out perfectly in the fact that we, we both agreed that something in, a, in an oak timber um, based to the vanity would work really well. It's, it's wall hung, the light coloured timber really adds to that sort of uh, light and fresh feeling. It doesn't feel closed in at all. I I think that's really helped, you know, maintain at least some semblance of uh, space in the space. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think it's surprising um, how big it feels, particularly the the day those wall tiles were put on, it really felt like a big space. Well, let's talk about the finishing touches for the bathroom then. Um, The bathroom is very neutral, so I wanted to make sure there was some splashes of colour once we'd done all the structural work. And that's easy to do with towels and and different sort of soap products and things like that. Exactly, more candles. More candles. I thought of something else I'd really like you to include in the bathroom that we need to source as well, and that's a hanging plant. Yes, I think that would look great. Because you've got such high ceilings that we could afford to just drop down a little bit with some more greenery and yeah, a colourful pot. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Yeah, so maybe that's our next shopping trip. <laughs> sounds good. You're listening to the Find It, Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan.
Well, thanks so much for chatting with us today, Kath. It's been a real privilege to be involved in transforming your house over the last 18 months. I think you've added such value to it. And, you know, I want to know how do you feel every day when you walk in from work and you close the door behind you? Oh, I love it. It's it's really nice to have a, a place to go home to every day that you know that you've created um, and that just feels very um, warm and inviting. Thanks so much for your help, Lauren. You've helped me create a space that I love that feels like home to me. Um, still got two rooms to go, the bedroom and the spare room. So, yeah, really looking forward to getting your input on how to create these spaces. I can't wait. Can we start tomorrow? <laughs> Let's do it. Find it, style it. The final result for Kathy's apartment is just fantastic. You must be happy. I'm so happy, but above all else, I'm just happy that she's happy. And if you want to check out the pictures, check out some of the things that Lauren and Kathy were talking about, just uh, go to the website, finditstyleit.com.au slash projects and have a look at Bondi Apartment, which is Kathy's apartment. Now, if you like this podcast, please leave a review uh, on iTunes and of course, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you are into video and you want to hear some more tips from Lauren, check out her YouTube channel. It's Find It, Style It on YouTube. And if you want to get in touch for any reason, if you've got questions for Lauren or about styling, or if you'd even like to get in touch to find out about working with her, just go to the contact page at finditstyleit.com.au and leave a message. That is it for us. We'll see you all next time. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.